There were two things that were super predictable about the George Pickens outburst in Atlanta. One was that it would go viral. Two is that the head coach would come to his defense. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Mike Tomlin's press conference was mostly about the Ravens, AFC North football, the rivalry, Baltimore not having Lamar Jackson in all likelihood, and all that stuff that's related to the next game. But before anyone could completely turn the page on this past Sunday, it had to come up and did that Pickens in coming off to the sideline after the sequence in which Deontay Johnson couldn't make up his mind whether he wanted to drop a pass or fumble it or both or however it is that one would describe that whole sequence. Pickens made known to everybody within earshot, and I don't even know that it was anybody in particular, that he wanted to be thrown the bleeping ball. And as uncomfortable as that scene, I'm sure, came across to most, it's a common sight. Uh, It's a common scenario in football, especially as it relates to wide receivers. What stands out about this one is that it happened in a game setting, which is deemed not okay by pretty much everyone in the football world, and maybe more strikingly, that he was so right. There isn't any rational argument to be had in favor of Kenny Pickett targeting Deontay Johnson 11 times, and Pickens twice. Now, if you look at the game live and then look at it again on the All-22, you will see that Pickens didn't do a great job of getting open. You will also see that Pickens was put into the slot, a position he hadn't played at the NFL level. So he was asked to do a bunch of different stuff. As a result, it's kind of understandable that he wasn't getting all that open. And you also can see quite conspicuously that Deontay wasn't getting anything done to help the football team, which is kind of par for the course for him. That in and of itself is a mishmash. But the idea that you target Deontay 11 times and Pickens twice is beyond indefensible, no matter how much mishmash is sprinkled on top of it. There's no way to think, much less say, that it's okay. So yeah, Tomlin did go to bat for his rookie wide receiver, only it wasn't really about any of that. I'll share it with you in a moment. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect. Rigor, relevance, that's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Here's the entirety of Tomlin's answer as it related to Pickens' tantrum coming off the field. I'd rather say woe than sick him. I want a guy 
that wants to be a significant part of what it is that we do. Now, the appropriate and professional and mature way to express that we're growing and working on and we will continue. Um, but that spirit, that competitive spirit, the guy that wants the ball. No, nah, I want that guy. That that right there is how I knew what Tomlin would say, because he looks past the stuff that's right in front of him when it comes to this sort of thing. He goes macro on it, meaning the hardest thing to find slash coach is passion for the game. We can take it for granted because we presume, well, you've made it to the NFL. You're here. You're making a lot of money. There's no way. I mean, you're a professional. You should be operating at such and such energy level, naturally. But since Tomlin is involved in all aspects of acquisition and instruction, he also knows that the biggest challenge that they have, the Steelers do, and any team does, in going through the draft is finding guys who aren't going to quit on you, finding guys who want to go to battle with you on Sunday. I know these all sound like trite, uh, you know, rehashed sayings, but they're true. Talk to the people in the game. Talk to the people, for that matter, who are successful at any level of the game, whether it's high school, small college, major college, whatever. And they'll tell you the same thing. It's the most difficult trait to find. They can find talented guys. They can't find the ones who are going to be that trustworthy. Tomlin and his staff identified Pickens as being that guy, not because he once punched some dude or whatever that was whenever he was in college in the end zone because he made him mad. That showed them some fire and whatever else, but that could have just been anything. But because they watched him on a consistent basis, they watched him block, they watched him throw people to the ground cleanly, legal, with blocks. And they saw someone who had an edge about him, and they valued that. Look at the opposite with Chase Claypool, someone who, I was going to say, goes up for a football and doesn't fight for it, but a lot of times he didn't even go up for the ball. What they saw in him, I don't know. Maybe they thought they could coach it up in him. But with Pickens, they don't have that problem. So the last thing the head coach is going to do, as you kind of picked up from his message there, is try to douse that or dampen that. We want guys who want the ball, as you heard him say. If you've got wide receivers who don't want the ball, my goodness, have you got a problem. Am I right? What if you've got wide receivers who don't want to catch the ball in traffic or tiptoe or run backwards or drop the ball or fumble it? Yeah, you see my point? He's going to take the side of the guy who wants the ball. Now, that said, throw him the bleeping ball when we come back. J1Q. Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, 
the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Steve, who says, The Steelers are competitive against lesser teams, which bodes well for their chances the remainder of this season. Still, it would be a minor miracle if they made the playoffs, and I'd rather, I'd much rather see continued growth by the offense. If it translates to wins, great, but the talent pool at the top of the standings, that's how I measure our football future. Can we compete with those teams? Well, compete with those teams was exposed, okay? Uh, Even if Kenny Pickett and the offense continue to improve, even if you see more dimensions added, uh, even if you see the the defense stabilize a little bit. Let's not let those guys off the hook just because they're veterans and they're banged up. They could still be doing better than they are. Even if you saw all of those things and you went kind of back to the future and started playing the Bills and the Eagles again, you're going to get pretty much the same result. You're going to see them win one of two from the Bengals because it's AFC North, uh, because the Bengals weren't ready in the opener pretty clearly. The defense, the Steelers' defense, went bonkers on them in the first half. And now you don't even know what to think of them playing the Ravens twice because of no Lamar. But we know. We know that they're not there yet. And that's why, to me, the foundational point that you're making is the strongest one. And that is, don't worry about the results. Don't worry about that anywhere near as much as you'd worry about getting better. If you start seeing the team regressing in one facet or two facets or more, that's when you get worried because that's when you go, oh, no, this group isn't even going to keep maturing. This group is one that you're going to have to pull the plug on. Look at it this way. Let's say, and this is a hypothetical. I'm not on board with this yet that the offensive line takes some real negative strides and starts to crumble and starts to look like it did early in the season, which would take quite the regression at this point, I'm happy to say. Not just the obligatory Dan Moore penalty, but the whole left side basically just becoming a, a carousel, allowing edge rushers to come in and take shots at Kenny's blind side. Uh, James Daniels getting pushed back. Uh, Chooks not being very consistent over at right tackle. Chooks a core four, of course. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about Mason Cole that's negative. I just think he's been really, really good. But when you look at this group overall, the incline, it hasn't been a perfectly straight line. It hasn't been linear, but it's been steadily upward. And that's what you want. You want that from the line. You want that from the tight ends, particularly Pat Fryermuth, of course. You want that from however it is that the wide receiver thing shakes out. You want Najee Harris to keep finding a way to run the way he did in Atlanta. And obviously, 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 you need Kenny to keep getting better along the way. 
And, you know, this subject kind of came up with Tomlin yesterday, and, and he had a pretty good response. Their development also produces the wins, and so it's the chicken or the egg. Um, you know, we don't grade on the curve. Oftentimes when I'm, I'm asked about Kenny, I talk about his progression and the rate of his progression, but I always include in that statement, we're not grading on the curve. We expect him to produce wins while this development is happening, and it's the same thing for all those guys. Um, they're growing and growing in the right ways because of the victories. Um, their play is producing the victories. And so, you know, let's keep it going. That's it. He's found a way pretty much throughout the past month to say that, listen, we don't have to divide or segregate the ideas of rebuilding or developing on one side and then winning these games on the other because Tomlin's stance and this has been true since I first brought it up with him three weeks ago, has been the guys that we're using, the younger guys that we're using, the guys who maybe, maybe we're unsure of because of their experience level, are good enough to win football games right now. So there's no fork in the road here for him. He's just going right down the middle. I like it. I really do. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 